Hey, welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage, a podcast designed to help you build winning relationships in your marriage and with your kids. My name is Dr. Linda Travelute, and I'm your host for the Winning Family Podcast. We want to say thank you for joining us once again. And did you know you can play a part in helping us by rating and reviewing the podcast? Let us know if you find the content helpful and inspiring, encouraging, and hey, What do you think about sharing this with a few friends, people that really need it? They'll be glad you did. I also wanted to let you know that at the end of today's podcast, we've got an incredible opportunity for you to get a gift, a free copy of Rodney Gage's new book. Let me hold it up for those of you in the YouTube audience. Isn't this beautiful? The Double Win. This is eight questions everyone must ask to win at work and win at home. Good stuff. That's good stuff. Today, we're going to dive into a topic that is um, probably on the minds of every parent, right? Mm -hmm. It's helping your kids choose the right friends. And as we know, good friends are hard to find, but how do you know if your kids' friends are good for them, right? We're going to dive into that today. So Rodney, Michelle, welcome to the podcast and let's dive in. Yes, Yes. this is a Hot topic, one that, uh, as you stated, I know is on the minds and hearts of a lot of parents, especially, uh, you know, goodness gracious, friendships, man, they can go south fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, but at the same time, the right friends can make all the difference in the world. Yes. But how do you know <laughs> the good from the bad and anything in between? It's it's a it's a challenge. And. I know that parents uh, struggle a lot because of the fear. They know and they understand, you know, what's at stake if they get mixed in Mm. with the wrong crowd. And so we've all seen and we've all maybe even personally, you know, walked through that, you know, before. But, you know, friendships, whether it's for our kids or even for ourselves, Mm -hmm. really Mm do uh, make or break. Yes us reaching our potential and becoming all that God desires for us to be. That's right. So, yeah, lots to talk about. And hopefully today will be, I mean, obviously there's nothing earth shattering (laughs) that we're going to be sharing by any means. Um, But I think the most important thing is, is just really what what do we look for? Mm, You know, are we looking for kids that are nice and sweet and, you know, or talented or whatever? Well, you know, again, it depends on, what is it that we're prioritizing? What do we place the value on when it comes to those friendships? Yeah. So that's where I'd like for us just to kind of uh, camp out a little bit today because um, we've, we've obviously we've raised three kids, adult kids now. um, And I'll never forget when our oldest daughter, our daughter, Rebecca, she was the Guinea pig in the sense that, we uh, started our kids out in private schools. Mm-hmm. So here they were in a good, wholesome, um, you protected. know, yeah, insulated, protected insulated, type yeah. of environment, a Christian school, may I add. So as a parent, yeah. you know, you're thinking, yeah. Yeah. man, they're going to be reading their Bibles and praying all day. Man, what a great atmosphere. <laughs> well, obviously kids are kids. They're still going to do mischievous things. But point is, is that we decided, and I do not recommend, Michelle and I do not endorse this statement, okay? Even though we did it, doesn't mean it's a good idea. We learned through trial and error, but it actually worked for us. But we decided to do something radical 
we actually transitioned our oldest daughter, Rebecca, in the middle, okay, in the middle of her sixth grade year, going from a private Christian school into a public school. Whoa. So we took our little lamb, our little innocent lamb, and we threw her into a den of wolves mid-year in middle school. Just a little backstory on that. It it wasn't just like this random crazy idea that we came up with. Um, There was some (laughs) wisdom and thought that went into it and a lot of prayer, but the school that the kids were attending was a 30-minute drive drive for us, you know, across town. And therefore friendships, community was not happening close by. Most of the kids lived on the opposite side of town. And so friendships that they were developing were so far away for us to really kind of be involved and know who those friends were and spending time with their parents and that sort of thing, which I know we're getting ready to get into how important that is to know the family, to know what's being influencing that child. That is influencing your child. So we were just sensing this disconnect from our community, from our church and that sort of thing, and more connect over uh, uh, kind of far from us and from Mm -hmm. our community. So that was one of the main reasons that we made that choice was to help her. And she she helped make that choice. She was a part of that, uh, that uh, she wanted to be more connected to our community to our neighbors and and to our church family which yes that did work out really well for us so i had to interrupt the story for just a moment to give you a little <laughs> backstory on that um, because it wasn't just some random idea right yeah. yeah and and you know obviously anytime you transition uh schools especially you know uh <laughs> you know it's always best and ideal if you can get in on the ground floor of a new school year Obviously, we did it there in midstream. And so she walked into a situation where there was already established friendships mm-hmm. or cliques or groupings right. of wow. kids where she was kind of the new kid on the block, the outsider trying to mm-hmm. fit in. And and so it was. It was a little bit of a, of a challenging time, not just for her, but even for us and all the adjustments that went with it. But looking back on it now, you know, just goodness, as we reflect back, hands down, the greatest single thing that probably took place on so many different levels because it not she was she was one of those fearful insecure um she's quiet timid. more introverted mm-hmm. timid and so this was completely outside of her box wow. as far as comfort zone she wasn't the bubbly outgoing people person so this really was a big stretch for her But through it all, by the grace of God, it was, you know, having an awesome teacher that helped transition, principal, and a lot of the administrative staff that really helped accommodate that transition. But then also because it was closer now to our church and because we were now able to kind of identify with a tribe of other parents Mm -hmm. where we began to start doing life together. Mm. And so from carpools, you know, to basic activities and extracurriculars, all of those things suddenly begin to serve in a very positive, healthy, life-giving type situation. Mm -hmm. And through it all, looking back on it, one of the things that, you know, was really cool to watch 
was here this, you know, this, this shy, more introverted, timid personality suddenly began to blossom and she became a light wow. on her school campus and she got involved uh, in the FCA program there in her middle school. And she started, that's when she actually started leading worship. She started leading worship for the FCA as a part of the band. And, and so on Friday mornings, they would do their, you know, their little morning uh, service before the school uh, day got started. And it was really cool because now we saw the synergy from her being around, you know, good kids all in a, um, you know, with a sense of commonality because of their faith, right. they were connected to our church. And then the family support that we had with that reinforced it all. Right. So that's the goal. That would be the ideal if we can help channel our kids in a way where we set them up for success as right. much as we possibly right. can right. to thrive in their friendships. Yes. Because the opposite of that story is probably more common. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately and sadly, we've all heard the horror stories of how you take a good kid, mm -hmm. but you throw them in the right. middle right. of a lion's den and all of a sudden the peer pressure and, you know, that, that constant pressure to conform and adapt and compromise and go with what everybody else is doing. And all of a sudden, before you realize it, you know, the whole mindset and mm -hmm. attitude and, and, and demeanor suddenly can shift. Yes. And you can see kids that are on top of the world you know, doing good academically and all of a sudden now they're falling behind or things just aren't seemingly going well. And a lot of it is because of the negative influences mm -hmm. of the wrong kind of friends. Mm -hmm. So friends, like I've often said, are like elevators, either taking us up or they're bringing us down. And um, and so, yeah, this is a huge topic. And I know parents understand what's at stake when it comes to their kids associating and identifying with the right kind of friends. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to share three <clears throat> characteristics to pass on to your kids so that they know what kind of friends to choose. And I love that you said that, that uh, Becca was involved in that decision. I'm sure you're going to, mm -hmm. uh, that's probably part of it, but I, I don't want to so, so just go ahead and lay that out. The three characteristics to pass on to your kids to help them know what kind of friends to identify with in order to have life giving friends. Yeah. Right. That's right. It's this is actually something from our family shift book yeah. where we talk about um, having finding life giving friendships. And we talk about the, the TLC. So that's what we're, we're getting ready to jump in here. But um, TLC, it's super easy to remember. So T stands for tough in in the world in which we live. Um we need to know what our values are. Yeah. We need to have a strong sense of values in our home, which you've talked about on our podcast. And I know we will talk about again, but kids that are tough sometimes are the ones that will choose the right way, the tough way, even when it's not the easy way. Right. And we try to help our kids see that. Yeah. We're not talking about tough physically where they're good. That's right. Picking fights. No, no. Sorry. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> We're talking about tough Although that spiritually always <laughs> and morally. We want yes. kids to be tough spiritually and morally yes. so that they're grounded. Yeah. And yes. because, you know, the, um, the conversation that we had with our daughter, Rebecca, was interesting. We went old school. What I meant, old, what, I, what I mean by old school 
we got a yellow pad yeah. and we literally sat down and we made two columns. Yeah. One column was pro mm-hmm. and the other column was con. Yep. And we literally just went down an exhaustive list, everything we could think of when it came mm-hmm. to all the pros for her to stay where she was versus the pros of her transitioning going, going into a new school. And then we outlined and exhausted all of the cons of her staying where she was versus going into a new school. And then once we got all of the pros and cons on paper, then we were able to really see and evaluate mm-hmm. and then allow her to kind of own that decision mm-hmm. because that gave her a greater sense of confidence walking into that first day, mm-hmm. knowing that this was a part of her decision. Yes. She wasn't being forced to right. do it. She wasn't going kicking and screaming. Right. In fact, we wanted to wait until the end of her sixth grade yeah. year and transition her into her seventh grade year to the new school. But she chose it was her idea to do halfway through because yeah. that's youth group had started all those friendships were beginning and she wanted to be a part of that. She wanted to be building that relationship. She didn't want to wait any longer. It became very clear when we started to write out those pros and cons. So going back to the whole issue of, you know, finding friends who are tough, Mm -hmm. what we began to see her do was gravitate to kids who were strong spiritually and morally which was interesting because here she just came out of a Christian environment where that would be kind of like the default for a lot of the kids where they were all somewhat grounded. However, in her situation, she was going into a public school environment where that was not the norm, but she associated and gravitated to a handful of kids who were solid, really solid kids. Kids came from solid homes these were kids that were very proactive in their faith. Mm-hmm. And because these kids were all very confident and secure in their own faith and had a good, strong, healthy foundation, that positive peer pressure suddenly began to be the very thing that gave that life-giving energy to her friendships, her network. And that network of friendships suddenly began to emerge as young leaders on the school campus. And so they all band together to make a positive difference on their school campus by the way they chose to live Mm -hmm. compared to, you know, going with the crowd of what everybody else was doing. And not that temptations weren't there, not that, you know, distractions weren't there. That's a given. But because they were surrounded by tough kids morally and spiritually who were who refused to compromise. Yeah. It's kind of like the biblical story in the book of Daniel. You, know, you got three of these kids, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were kind of forced and, you know, or being forced to kind of bow down and compromise and, and do what everybody else was doing. They chose rather than bowing down, they chose to take a stand, even though it was going to cost mm-hmm. them. And even though they were thrown eventually into the furnace of fire, they also realized and others realized when they began to see that, hey, these guys are in a pit, but yet they're not burning up. And it's because somebody else mm-hmm. was in the pit with them. Right. It's God. Right. And so that's what we want. We as parents, we want God to be where our kids are, yeah. where it's evident that God has got his hand of provision and protection. His presence is among their friendships. And those friendships Mm -hmm. are there to really help 
and spiritual fuel and moral fuel to their lives so that they can win, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the spiritual and the moral battles that these right. kids are facing. Right, right, yeah. So I bet there's some parents out there wondering, well, how did you help Rebecca to be so tough spiritually and morally? Like how? Like, like I'm assuming maybe, probably more than an assumption, knowing you both, you modeled that in your home, right? But but she it, it's it's not like you just said to her, hey, you're gonna be tough spiritually and morally, right? <laughs> right. It, it, there was more to it. So so right. for a parent wondering, well, how do I do that? Well, I there's so many details of that, but it is a simple daily choice yeah. that we make, you know, to pursue uh, a relationship with God to pursue and know and hear his voice, you know, spending time with God, knowing his word that for us is the true north of our life. Mm -hmm. It is the compass Mm -hmm. of our life and the values and the principles taught in the word of God. That is, that is just the choice that we've made. And definitely our kids have seen that. I think our kids have seen also somewhat of a radical faith and that is a faith in trusting God, but we made a radical move when Becca was four years old to Orlando, Florida, to start a church. We left our family. That was very radical, and people don't understand that, you know, and that was kind of a tough decision. And not that I'm bragging, mm-hmm. but it's just what God called us to do. Yes. And we decided, we made a choice right. to follow Him. Right. So that's kind of the foundation of her younger years was seeing things like that to see mom and dad making tough choices like that. Not that we were perfect. We were not right. And we did not always make the right decision, but some of the bigger decisions, she saw that kind of faith. Mm -hmm. And I think that would lean into what you're talking about that, uh, that she saw that lived out that she knew she could do that as well. Yeah. And little baby steps along the way, you know? Right. Well, I can't, overemphasize how important it is that parents prioritize the spiritual and the moral side of things when it comes to them. First and foremost, they have to to lead by example. And so as parents, here's here's a question I would have for any parent. My my question is, what are you doing on the weekends? Yes. Mm -hmm. Just help me understand where, where are you going what are you doing what are you spending your time on where mm-hmm. are you spending your money mm-hmm. on the weekends right because here's the thing we all have choices yes yeah. it, obviously for those who have to work on the weekends okay that's a kind of a whole separate thing mm-hmm. however we can choose little league travel ball cheerleading competitions mm-hmm. gymnastics all of the travel teams that are now dominating dominating the weekends Dominating the decisions, yeah. dominating the pocketbooks. <laughs> right, right. And for who, the bigger question, I'm going to get on a soapbox here, but, <laughs> but the question is, but for whose benefit? Right. Who wins? Right. Who wins? Right. Let's say our kid went, our kids go 16 and 0 for the whole season. They don't lose a game and they get a, they get a gold medallion to hang around their neck. Yeah. And we spent, how many thousands of dollars during the course of the year for that gold medallion? Mm-hmm. I mean, you go to the jewelry store and buy them a gold medallion, a couple <laughs> thousand bucks. Right. But it, seriously, at the end of the day, for whose benefit? How is it benefiting them spiritually? Right. How is it benefiting them morally? 
Anybody can throw a great fastball. So sure. I got to get them to the pros. Then I got to get them to, you know, a full ride mm-hmm. baseball scholarship. Mm-hmm. Chances mm-hmm. are it won't. Right. And so, and there's, I'm not, please hear our hearts. We're not condemning. We're not saying that's not of God. You're, I'm, we're not saying don't do that. I think at the end of the day, it's about balance. Yeah. Right. It's about perspective. It's about priorities. Mm-hmm. You but, only have so much time in a day, in a week, mm-hmm. in a month, in a mm-hmm. year. You only have so much time. Yeah. And how, how are you going to balance it out? But here's the key. We prioritize what we value. Yes. Right. So if right. we value travel teams, if we value extracurricular hobbies what, or going to the beach or hanging out or sleeping in or whatever, whatever we value, that speaks volumes to our kids. But if we say, you know what, you're welcome to play baseball. You're welcome to cheerlead. You, you, mm-hmm. You're welcome to do whatever you want to do, but mm-hmm. we're not missing church. Yeah. You're not going to compromise or sacrifice church right. for that. Right. Right. And here's, here's one that Stay at home moms and dads do not raise go to church kids. That's good. And so 86%, 86% of kids who graduate from high school who grew up in church leave the church after high school mm. 80, and never come back. And here's the problem. The problem is, is that the moment these kids go off to college, they may have graduated top tier of their class and they I mean, killed it on ACT and SAT scores, and they got into the premier, you know, flagship schools. Well, obviously, that's to be commended. We yes. we support and mm-hmm. we applaud that, mm-hmm. not minimizing that. But here's what I've also seen. A lot of those kids who are overachievers, a lot yeah. of those areas, the wills come off spiritually and morally. The moment yep. that first semester of, of school and often college and why mm-hmm. is because they did not know how to adapt yeah. to the realities of what's coming against them spiritually and morally. Mm-hmm. When their faith is being tested, that's when a lot of these kids, they don't know what they believe nor why they believe it. And no wonder we see what we're seeing among so many college kids today when it comes to just, unfortunately, the fact that they were never maybe given the proper foundation of understanding where their true identity comes from, understanding what is most important Mm -hmm. on a spiritual and a moral level when it comes to their faith and their values Mm -hmm. and learning how to actually walk it out and live it out. So at the end of the day, I would much rather see a child, you know, be strong in moral character, be strong and secure spiritually, then have all the other accolades mm-hmm. over here, mm-hmm. and, and, and yet at the same time miss sure. the strong spiritual right. moral foundation. Right. Right. So all that to say, we want our kids to be associated, to be surrounded with other like-minded kids who are there to support who are there to help reaffirm, really to help hold each other accountable and to help kind of spur one another on mm-hmm. in their faith. Mm-hmm. Because man, there's power in numbers too. Yeah. And so it's important that we realize that this is a huge, huge opportunity for us as parents to set our kids up, not for just short-term right. success, long-term success. Because the stronger and healthier and more secure their spiritual and moral foundation is, 
at the earliest possible age, that's going to pay tremendous dividends and have tremendous rewards and fruitfulness for mm-hmm. the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. That's, good. So, that's good. Sometimes we have to help our kids find those kids too, yeah. depending on their age. Right. So we right. find the families, we find our church home, uh, we put them in the right environments to help them find the right kind of friends. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, they they veer to the right or to the left and you help guide them back. You know, this is what we're looking for. Do do you ever remember a conversation with any of your kids saying, well, you know what, let's take a look at the the qualities or characteristics or decisions that this friend of yours has made. And let's determine if this is a good fit for you. Do you remember conversations like that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No. (laughs) Okay. We, 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 we had some tearful nights. Yeah. There were parties and sleepovers yeah. that we did not allow our kids to participate yeah. in or to go in. Mm-hmm. And when it, everybody else could go, yeah. you know, that was the, you know, the comeback that our kids would give us. Like, well, so-and-so, their mom and dad's letting them go. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's great. Yeah. But that's not how we roll. Right. We know because we've heard, we've seen, we've witnessed with our own eyes there are decisions and choices that are being made that are not in alignment with our vision and our values as a home. Mm-hmm. So we had some really emotional, rocky moments yeah. when we had to tell our kids, you can't participate, you can't go, you can't sleep over, you can't go on that trip with this family. And it created some awkward moments and conversations between us and the other parents sure. who didn't understand. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? At the end of the day, um, those tough conversations were the very things that God has used Mm -hmm. to help our kids tremendously Mm -hmm. because we refuse to compromise. But our kids now look back on it and they're so thankful and appreciative that we help save them from a lot of awkward situations, putting them into very tempting situations, places where they would have been very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And we probably would have gotten the phone call mm-hmm. in the middle of the night saying, mm-hmm. Mom, I'm just not comfortable. Right. We had some of right. those too. We yeah. had to go pick them up. Yep. Right. And But, you know, those are where, again, getting our kids around the right friends mm-hmm. is so vitally important. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like to use the word picture of you take a hot coal, you know, like in a barbecue grill or something, you got a stack of coals, white hot, you know, they're burning hot. Well, what happens when you take that that coal that's burning hot, why is it hot in the first place? It's hot because it's surrounded by other coals that are all burning hot. Mm-hmm. But if you just take one single piece of coal that's hot and you set it off to the side for about 30 minutes, what right. happens? Right. That piece of coal cools down. Yeah, sure that's does. exactly what happens when you take a kid who has maybe a heart for God or has, you know, some spiritual priorities in their life that they're suddenly now compromising and they're being pulled out of an environment, whether it's a youth group or they're pulling, pulled out of church because they're going to go do travel ball or competition cheer or whatever. Now, all of a sudden you just took that hot coal and you just gave it space to cool down. Yep. And that's where we want to just make sure that our kids are running with other kids who are like other reinforcement of hot coals. Yes. That's good. And it's just so in, in it'll make them bolder mm. and it'll make them better. Because iron sharpens right. iron. So one person sharpens it. That's another. good. 
I so. think we, we talked just just to clarify really quick before we jump on these last two things, because we're going to have to talk about them quickly. Um, but we t- did talk about that Becca giving a lot of input into the decision of the school she would go to. And I think that I don't want it to sound like we gave her the complete decision, because I think that is also a part of parenting and going through the middle school, high school years of how much input do we allow them to have? And then when do we say, no, this is this is the decision. And I think sometimes with the friendships, we all we we allow them to speak into it and tell us about it. But at some point there may be a decision that parents have to make, you know, where you're guiding them very strongly against Mm -hmm. some Mm -hmm. friendships. And also there's the whole thought too, that we have to be the light in the world. We cannot completely remove ourselves. So that, that was also a part of our story and we can talk about that more, but allowing them to have, external friendships and inviting those to our home, to our church, but those were not their best, their closest five friends, you know? So there's, there's a lot to friendship, but um, so tough. And then the L the TLC is loyal. Yeah. Having loyal friends. That's well, I mean, at the end of the day, kids today are so vicious. I mean, my goodness. And girls are so different from boys. But, you know, the drama that goes mm. with friendships, especially in that middle school and high school age, but even, I mean, it gets younger and younger. It seems like you hear so many comments from moms and dads who are just talking about the drama, you know, among mm. these kids. Mm-hmm. But at the, it, it's crazy, though, but kids can be so cruel and insensitive and unkind, can be harsh, and that can be detrimental mm. on so many different mm-hmm. levels. But where is that... Where is that kid who just has a quiet demeanor that is seemingly very faithful, consistent, they're loyal, they're supportive, there's not a lot of drama. It's kind of like, you know, if, if, if uh, Sarah has a problem with Bill mm-hmm. and Sarah has a problem with Mike and Sarah has a problem with Sue... And Sarah has a problem with Sally. Well, chances are Sarah might be the one mm-hmm. that's got the issues. Mm-hmm. And so there's always that Sarah among the yes, kids, yes. you know, that's just they stir. They're always stirring something up. They're spreading mm-hmm. rumors. They're creating drama. They're backbiting. They're gossiping, you know, or there's jealousy. And so they're so all of these things, rather than our kids trying to win one of them over or trying to be one up on somebody. No, go after the friend over here who just seemingly is steady Mm -hmm. and consistent Mm -hmm. and gentle Mm -hmm. and supportive Mm -hmm. and affirming and they celebrate you. Yes. You know, I always, we always told our kids, Hey, surround yourself with friends who celebrate you, not just tolerate you. Right. Right. And so Man, one of the best ways that you can determine whether a friend is loyal is if something good happens to you, do they get all jealous right, or right. do they celebrate you? Right. Do they affirm you and congratulate yes. you and support you? Yes. Well, <clears throat> those are the kind of qualities and characteristics that it's important for our kids to, to learn to kind of read, recognize, and then gravitate to those kids who, again, who are just mm-hmm. consistent. They're faithful, mm-hmm. they're steady, mm-hmm. they're loyal. 
And, um, you know, and I think when it comes to the whole issue, loyalty is a lost virtue in our culture anyway. But, you know, how, how do you know if a friend's loyal? Well, let's go through a real dark season. Yeah. A real friend steps in, everybody else walks out. True. And so, you know, going through difficulties, going through a setback, going through a hard time in your life. Mm-hmm. Well, gravitate to that friend. Help our kids to recognize, hey, if, if there's only one friend that steps in and they're walking through that fire with you, they're going through the, the dark valley with you. That's a friend, right. you know, that is truly staying closer to the mm-hmm. brother in the sense that they're really showing themselves to yes. be the right kind of friend. Yes. I think that yes. really leads us to our last point of being committed. <clears throat> friends that are committed to you. I think um, throughout your lifetime, you can probably count on one hand or two or three f- fingers mm-hmm. the, the these really true friends. Yeah. And I think that our kids need to understand that, not in a negative way that they don't look at, at friendship in a positive light, but I think that they can understand that there's just a, really a few people that will be your very closest, yes. best, yeah. tough, loyal, right. committed right. yes. type friends yes, that absolutely. will walk years with you through yes. things. Yes. And that's okay. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, how do you know if a friend is truly committed to you? The way I would answer that question might be, does that friend truly love and accept you unconditionally yeah. for who you mm-hmm. are? Mm-hmm. And then the good, are, they, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, are they willing to embrace your imperfections or inconsistencies, mm-hmm. but they just, they love you and they accept you for who you are. And then they're in alignment with you. Yeah, They share the same vision or values. They're in just an alignment with who you are. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, you know, that person can be a real friend for life. Yes. Yes. And so friendships, even in our adult Adult years are hard. Finding tough, loyal, committed friends are hard. But to end it all, pray for these kind of friendships. Mm -hmm. As parents, pray that God just leads your child to the right kind of friend, that God will raise up the right kind of support group. And Mm -hmm. even if it's just one or two or three Close friends. It, it's far greater to have the right, fewer right kind of friends yeah. than be surrounded by a large group of the wrong kinds That's of right. friends. That's right. We got to pray so, for their spouses too. Yeah, uh, we've got we got two that we are just adore two son in laws, and we're praying our, our our son Luke's wife in. Yep. So if she's listening, we're praying you in, girl. <laughs> That's good. Wow, well, this is an episode people will certainly want to bookmark and save and come back to. And you know what? I would even encourage you moms and dads to let your children listen to this. Maybe suggest that you listen to this episode together so that they have an understanding of your heart and what you desire for them and how you want to mold them and shape them and help them determine what friendships are the best for them. Good stuff, guys. This has been incredible. And as we wrap up today, again, we, we don't take you, our listeners, lightly. We want to thank you for being with us and... We'd love to have you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We also want to hear from you. What a, or you know, what, what kind of stuff do you want Rodney and Michelle to cover on these podcasts, right? And do you have any questions that they can answer? Wouldn't it be cool to do a QA? I yeah. love it. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Yes. So uh, if you've got those questions, throw them in the comments. 
rate and subscribe. And you know, I'm not going to let you get away without giving you the opportunity to get your hands on Rodney's new book, The Double Win. So you can go to the doublewinclub.com. And as a bonus, you can also sign up for their free. Well, I don't want to say it's free. It is not a free program, but you're going to give it away for the first 30 days. If I understand correctly, the mentoring club that they call the double win club, right? right? Every month they meet with couples from all over the world. The potential is all over the world, right? That can be on this call with them and you will get their uh, incredible mentoring in marriage and family. It'll be worth it for you to check it out. Go to the doublewinclub.com. So, Hey, we want to help you winning family to help. Yeah. That's a little redundant, isn't it? Can we just say it again? <laughs> Winning family, we want to help you win at home and in life. So thanks again for joining us and we will see you next time.